A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. We're here for NRL Supercoach Round 16, the second of the major buy rounds for the 2023 seasons. We're coming off what was one of the most chaotic weeks we've seen in Supercoach for as long as I can remember, just in terms of big guns going down all in the space of one week. Dave Fafita, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown, Cody Walker, Jack DeBellin, Billy Smith, Zach Hosking, obviously the last few there, not as necessarily big dogs, but Spy just... The biggest names in the game, like you nearly rattled off my four best players. They're all gone in one, and you know, not many people got out of it alive. Like it was everyone copped it because they were such high end players. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, big week. Um, I guess the only blessing is that it was a wasn't a bye weekend, so at least we had sort of depth to call on, or most of us would have. So that was something. But it was all happening, wasn't it? It just shows what can happen at any stage throughout the year, and that's why we kind of bang on a little bit about saving trades at some point in the season. Um, you don't want to go too low, too close to the end of the year, which will be something I'll speak about this episode for me, but uh, this is all happening, wasn't it? A week like that, Spy, is why I sort of hammer home and why I'm so adamant about this building squad depth and sort of trying to avoid nuffs. We'll get to nuffs a little bit later on in the show, but as I said, so fortunate that it happened on a week where there was a full round of games and a bit deeper into the season where we had decent coverage, but it's around the bye period where players get rested, there's niggles, all sorts of things happen, and it's just so important to have some depth in your squad. I got out of it relatively well okay with 1,299 points. I thought that was actually quite a good score. I dropped actually down about 300 spots to 2,900 overall, uh, also known as sitting comfortably in the 2,000s. But uh, a week for myself, Ellie Katoa, who I brought in last week, he got injured, played about 10 minutes, a really difficult watch because the storm turned one on, Nelson Sofa-Solomona came on that edge through that corridor of Matty Moylan and Teague Wilton, who just forgot how to tackle, uh, that being Moiser, and just that edge that showed all season. Ellie could have had such a big week. Regardless, though, I had Mitch Moses brought him in as skipper. He was on 80 after about 25 minutes, ended <laughs> up on 86 or something. So regardless though, mate, with all those key outs, uh, got out of it okay. How'd your squad go? Mate, we've only, we actually haven't caught up 
This is a, as mm. fresh as I've ever come into a podcast, so I don't think you know how I went. I don't even know the team team list from today. I was going to check them pre-podcast. I'm like, let's do a live reaction. Why yeah, not? well, we thought I was about – because there's a lot of team news that's come through, so the, the carnage doesn't get a lot better. And I was about to – Spy came into the studio just after four when I'd gone through it. He hadn't had a chance to. And I, he goes, let's do this live. And I said, great call. Live reaction. Uh, in terms of me, mate. This was my Sunday, Arvo. I feel like this has happened a little bit too much this year, which isn't great. Mm. Uh, you want to? I was chatting to actually Matty Ryan on the weekend, and being the competitor he is, he's like, "Oh, I'm looking at an okay score again. I want to go high. I want to go high." I'm like, "Good on you. Like that's good." But also, I think the successful Supercoach seasons are the ones where you don't have too many disaster weeks. I think I've had a couple too. I think it's like my third disaster week this yep. year, which hurts. Uh, so what happened was I captain Nico which on the surface I was so pumped about. He just didn't really strike a body like the rest of Cronulla. Uh, I also had brought in Eli Katoa. He had an early offload. He could have gone mental. I, I think Josh Josh King, I think it was, rolled through a 20-metre gap at one point. Like yeah. That would have been early. Um, and then just to add bang to the buck, I had Nakora who got sinbin with like a minute left. I'm like, thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you. I brought Nakora um, in for it as well. Yeah, so he still played well, which is nice. But yeah, that ended up cost me a bunch of points and I ended up dropping from – I'd got into 5K evens mm. and straight back down to 9K. In doesn't one, take basically much, in one game. It? I was pretty good up into that game as well. So it doesn't take much, but hopefully on the flip side we can – do the reverse this weekend but yeah it's a pretty tough thing. watch that's the thing Spy you know as well as anyone particularly during the buy period that as quick as you can drop you can rise with a good week so whilst Carlos went huge this weekend <laughs> he, did. he did yeah jump on listen to the weekly rap podcast ripper listen this week he was about almost 1500 uh, the only thing good that happened was I woke up Sunday night Went to the loo and I was like, oh, I'll just check the updates for Para. <laughs> and Mitch had gone down to 89. Like, that oh, actually, my. it didn't seem like much, but that's someone who doesn't own and didn't captain. It all added up this weekend. Halves that go nuts in Supercoach, not even go nuts, but like go well enough. Halves ones that really do normally update yeah. uh, in final updates. <laughs> and like, oh my God. But he, um, Nick, Nick, Nico Hines, he updated about 15 and did nothing. Oh, and then Moses, who went on a tear, dropped 10. I was like, a million, off million offloads still, Nico. He's getting involved still. Oh. Um, but what was I going to say about Mitchie? That watch on Sunday, I nearly turned it off. Eh? I was like, I can't do this. It's killing me. So mm. despite all that, I feel like I actually got away with one to a degree because yeah. Mitchie could have been 160, 180 very comfortably. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I ended up bringing in Mitchie Moses, even late into the week, and ha- had a bit of – there's a pretty strong word around that Mitchie was going to be the Blues number seven. The, the philosophy that I went off was that even though I knew he was missing round 13, I thought that I could cover him. He had the good match against the Doggies there. Next week, backing up, has another nice match up against the Dolphins. And then I just figured this is all pending Nico getting in or out of origin. We've, he's now obviously missed it. Big news coming up shortly. But with an idea – with a – to flipping Moses to Nico Hines probably in round 18 when the Sharks played the Dragons. Uh, as it's turned out, <coughs> Nico's missed Origin and I now own both of them and they alternate nicely. So pretty happy with how it's played out, but was happy to buy him anyway. Anyway, uh, for the record, if I'm a bit uh, lethargic on this one, just public holidays, great things unless you work in sporting uh, media, yeah. sporting content because... They're still sport on. They're still rugby league. Nothing really changes. So the Bloke in a Bar podcast, three and a half hour, absolute masterclass, I would call it. That was uh, recorded just before this one. So going from that one into this. So playing a bit of catch up. So we'll smack that one, this one out tonight. Uh, maybe a bit shorter. Only five games as well. Though, let's get through so it. Let's we'll get, get through it. Let's eh? get through it, mate. So <laughs> shout out firstly, though. 
Ollie Davies, Sydney Thunder, yeah, yeah. BBL star, stalwart of the Cooma Stallions, Supercoach BBL side yeah. for a couple of seasons now. 104th for the round in NRL Supercoach, 1,625 points. Also an SC Playbook listener. Good man. What a monster. What a legend, eh? Yeah. What a legend. So, Ollie, uh, good What did Joel get then? 1,800. Probably about 18,000. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, yes, on today's show, we'll go through the key takes from Team List Tuesday. Live reaction for the Supercoach Spy topic for the week. We're simply going to go through our Round 16 planning, how many numbers we've got. You know, answer questions such as, you know, if you already have 13, do you make extra trades to get players in when it's only the top 13 scoring players? Things like this, how many trades you should have left, where we're standing there. So just assessing the situation. Essentially, our hot topics is Nico Hines a must. Uh, even though there's got that high break, even the buy next week, you might have a gun-halves combination already. Makes it a, bit of a, a little bit of an awkward one. Our round 16 trades and skippers. A few listening questions to wrap it up. Spy it. Team news. Is team news. Right, hit you, you, it. you don't know. I've you, currently got 16 before teams just okay. as, a, as a rep. So that puts me at ease a little bit because if I had 13, I'd be in full panic stations. Going chronologically through the teams <coughs> that are on. North Queensland Cowboys. Jason Tamlolo back is the only major news. Excellent. Going through to the Penrith Panthers. I feel like it's a Dally M count when they do the three two ones. Polling two votes. Penrith Panthers. In the 12 jersey. Tyrone Peachy at centre. Okay, huge. So Stephen Crichton, 18th man for yep. the Penny Panthers. Makes sense, obviously. Great news for Peachy owners. Like, Peachy, just <coughs> one more week from you, buddy. Starting centre. Big news for Peachy owners. <coughs> Tom Jenkins in on the wing. Ooh, yep. Tommy, a potential. We're, we're getting getting towards enough season. Uh He's a bloke that if he's indeed sort of next in line on the wing at Penrith, which we've sort of thought mm. for a while that, that he may have been. There was him and sort of Jess, uh, Jesse McLean. But yeah, Tom Jenkins, he's one where if you need a number this week, very cheap. He's one that you could potentially bring in. Yeah, if you want to go down and, <clears throat> yeah, don't hate it. I mean, on end of a Penrith back on late in the year, they give one of the boys a rest, potentially plays again as mm. a key number late in the season. Yeah. Don't hate it. I, I think probably round 19 is better if you do want to go for that enough <coughs> option because it's going to be a more difficult round for Supercoaches numbers-wise. That being said, he'll either enough out or he could potentially be a starting winger for Penrith. So if there is an injury to the wingers at Penrith, Tao or Taruva, he could be next in line to be a, like a genuine play in 17. Could be huge. Yeah. Anyway, one to monitor. Also at Penrith, second oh. row forwards. Left edge, Scott Sorensen. Yep. Right edge, Zach Hosking. Come on! That's huge. <laughs> Needed that one. Big win. Zachy back off the off a resting. You just always get a bit nervous when they oh. say rested in case it's not really that, but back for 80 minutes, you ripper. I hope. Moving on. S- Saturday afternoon, McDonald's Road Stadium. Newcastle Knights versus Sydney Roosters. At the Newcastle Knights, Greg Marju, Out. It's the only one I knew. (laughs) And that would have been like an absolute dagger live because I just saw it on our WhatsApp thing in the car when I was going to check teams and I pulled out, oh, no. That's a blow. So During the bye week, weaker opposition. Damn it. 
Yeah, <laughs> one of the biggest daggers of the weekend. Marju, the Broncos with a few tough games to come. A bye coming out. They must have a bye at some stage. Oh, they had the bye around four. When's the Knights' next bye? It's the only good thing. I think he probably covers a couple of tricky ones maybe coming So up. the Knights have the bye in round 19. So their early bye coverage is done at 675k, break even 34. Obviously, misses <coughs> this week. Round 17 plays Penrith in the Doggies. Uh, potential sell or stick strong? I think, Greg... <laughs> Given the fact he only misses round 19, mm. as long as he doesn't miss any more buses, I think he's just a definite hold. I really like owning him. That left edge could come alive at any point. He scored, what, 140 a couple of weeks ago. I think he's yeah. a definite hold. With, and with Kalen yeah. Pong fit and firing, I think yeah. that left edge, uh, I'm with you. Even yeah, though KP obviously at fullback now, but <coughs> just still prefers, like, strongest on the left edge. So uh, at the Newcastle Knights also, I feel like I need to touch on this just because it makes me so happy, but Phoenix Crossland, hooker. Played 80 minutes last week. Did play 80, Didn't yeah. score that well. Don't really care because I didn't play him. But talking of one more weeks, if Crossland can play his 80 again this week, I don't know if he will or not with Kurt Mann on the bench, but... It'd be huge. Oh, if you could bunch me <laughs> another 36 again, I'm going to take that. Or another 80, I'd like the other yeah. way around. Anyway, Crossland, happy days. At the Roosters. <laughs> Who's the fullback? In the fullback <laughs> slot. Joseph Marnie. Yes! <laughs> mm. Huge. Big one, so massive captaincy option there, Joey Martin. While we're on Joey quickly, and you might have spoke about it today on the <coughs> bloke podcast, yep. but is he all right? What's going on with him? He's can't really bust, just physically not busting tackles like he normally would or showing Man, that step off the mark. Look, potentially there's something mm. going on body-wise, but I don't want to keep knocking at this door, but he's not a 5'8", and even when he's at 5'8", because you have to try and create there. You can just mm. see him in two minds of, do I pass? Do I go flat out at the line? He's always in two minds. Not quite all in. Just a couple of times I was watching pretty close on the weekend and actually thought he played nearly his best game at 5-8 yeah. in the first half. He looked pretty good. <laughs> he was running both sides. Just when he did take blokes on, they were chopping him with ease. And it was just, just interesting because that's not the Joey we know. But back at fullback, let's see take, what he yeah, can do. Take the indecision out of it. Back yeah. at fullback where he belongs. I mean, where he belongs in terms of... Super coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it just, it's a run first mentality at fullback. So we'll know after this weekend. But great, great for yeah. super coach. Sam and Smith starts in the halves for the Roosters. So another little one there to keep an eye on. To watch. Uh, in the centres for the Roosters, Corey Allen, yep. number three. What have we got in the four? Number four. Billy Smith. Billy Smith. He's back. He's back. It's not all bad then, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Need Billy as that extra number. So, very handy one there, Billy Smith. Uh, moving over to the Parramatta Eels. Named at 5'8", Ryan Madison. Really? They dropped? Oh, I know what's happening here, yeah. Because they're their new halfback. Mm. So, yeah. So, Dan Arcee, who yep. was so good against yep. the Doggies, he slotted in... To Dylan Brown's spot there seamlessly. Effortlessly. God, I thought he played well. I've liked him in the past as well, so good to see. Huge yeah. for para fans, just quietly, if he can do a job yeah. there. Unfortunately, he's 477k, only available at 5.8, mm. but man, he looked good. Uh, so my, Madison, I mean, you probably wouldn't go on him at, let's say he does play 5.8, he may or he may not, but keep an eye on that one. Sean Lane on the extended bench. Also named early to return from injury. Yeah. If he was to come in starting side game day, would consider it or too early from injury? I think the vibes around him this year is I just find it hard to trust him physically. So I don't mm. think I'd want to rush him back in. What about Maddo? We know how much I love him, but yeah. Uh, Maddo, look, he'll go back to an edge or a middle at some stage. So if you have to play him for one week at 5'8", mm. he's pretty pretty skillful bugger. So I think it was City Country. Six five or seven eight. years ago he played for, he killed it. He's a lot littler then, but... Yeah. Um, 
look, he's an option. And then you lock him in for the rest of the year as well. Plays around 19. So, yeah, I still don't mind it. Yeah. I, I just struggle to bring bring blokes in off the back of soft tissue injuries like calves and hammies. First game back. I always want to see him get through one game. What have you heard again? Maddo a calf, I believe. Yeah, that's that's a bit more yeah, tender. I sort of yeah. forgot it was soft tissue. Yeah. So, yeah. so that always concerns me a little bit, especially when it's a team who, <coughs> you, you, like, they need a half this week and they're just... I mean, they wouldn't risk him, but you know. Yeah, I mean. And they miss round 18, so mm. I guess if he's looking the goods and he's back, you grab him round 19 for the run home. Yeah, true, yeah. true. <coughs> at the Manly Warringah Seagulls, KO Weeks at fullback, Ruben Garrick uh, at centre, where we all know he doesn't score well in Supercoach, yeah. and you just got to write him off. Mate, I've said for a long time he's his best <laughs> spot centre in Supercoach. No. <laughs> He's, um, we didn't we didn't say it at right centre though. We did we, say left centre. He's at left centre. He actually looks so natural there. It was good oh to see. Oh my god, he's good. It's like shades of Mark mm. Gaznia. I think we were yep. chatting about. He's just that in and away fan, offload everything. He um and outside cherry is a different ball game to Schuster because Schuster's deep in the line all the time. He cuts space. Needs like that hard running mm. centre. It's a good it's a good point. Sorry to cut you off, but you're spot on in that. Like I playing at centre, I was going off history and saying that. At centre, he has, just hasn't scored well in the past. Mm. But it's a great point in that, yeah, Schuster does play for that turbo yeah. sweeping out the back, creating – the, there's often that line running centre who doesn't get a yeah, lot of ball. almost like a back rower role. Whereas Chez, yeah. as you said, he'll cut out yep. his back row with that flat fastball to the centre and it just was a gift for it's him. It's beautiful. And he can – he's mincing his bloke one-on-one with mm. ease. So Cherry will keep doing that right centre. It's exciting to see how he goes there. Great the news. Yeah. Manly Warringah Seagulls starting second row forward. Samuel Afanu. Nice, you've got him, yes. Yeah, you don't own him? Uh, no, I didn't end up getting him, but he does Very well. Very happy about that one. That being said, he was named to start last weekend and he didn't. It was a game day swap to the bench, so hoping that stays that way. Uh, if it does, he's a viable option in terms of a, a, a purchase. But What's again, he at now? So he's had one price rise of 57 K. So he had the two early games off the bench. So the break even started relatively high early on. So if he, I just think you'd need to see him come back and be that sort of 80 minute back yeah. row. So probably wouldn't buy, but if he can lock down that 80 minute spot, uh, anyway, worth Very a look. Um, At the Tigers. Just, no, back, just back to Manly. Uh, no Ben Jarojevic, just checking. Didn't sneak back in there, extended mm, bench or anything. I don't believe, let me, I'll have a look. Just for check for us. I've still got uh, just his. Languishing about there for me, but I don't. I don't believe so, mate. And Kepi, hopefully starting there somewhere for me for oh one more God. week. What do we got? Kepi starting thirteen for <laughs> Beautiful. you. Beautiful. And Ben Trebojevic, not named. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh, got me. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Tigers. Jake Simpkin named at hooker. Mm-hmm. Talon De Silva, the the rookie yep. hooker. A lot of hype around him. So. Simkin has come into the equation a little bit this week and jumped on the radar people. Obviously, the injury to Appy Coruscant out long term uh, with a broken jaw. Simkin, 235k. <clears throat> Good minutes on the weekend, obviously, with Appy going off fairly early. Is he a bloke that could slot into a difficult hooker position for us or not? I think in the short term, playing around 16 and 19. Yeah. Potentially, yes, but this will tie in a little bit to what we talk about shortly with trades and who we want to get back in. It's either going to be a two-trade scenario once Appy's back, 
She probably won't want him. Or you're using one trade and then he's just sitting there as your backup hooker for the run home, which is nerve-wracking. Which you'd, Well, yeah, which would be like, that's a dangerous thing to it's do. It's a dangerous game. So for me, based on that, probably not. And I don't know how good his upside is. De Silva will come play minutes off the bench, I'd imagine. So if he only plays 55 to 60, it's still okay, but... Yeah, really I think yeah. it was early season, different story. Mm. You take his price rises and points, but I think back end of the year, said it last week, I'd prefer to chase points and... A bloke is going to play that role for the rest of the year. At the Melbourne Storm, in the halves, Jonah Pezzett <coughs> coming in. Awesome. Always good. On the, the starting second row forward position. Left edge, <laughs> Trent Loyero. Right edge, Tarek Sims. Ellie's yeah. out. Ellie Katoa has not ba- been named <coughs> in the squad there. Mate, it's, it's a blow. To blow for that are those who there's plenty of jumped on the last couple of weeks, but all in all, there's been some good results in the team list thus far. Yep, not too bad there. So who have I lost? Ellie and Marju. Not ideal at all, but it's super catch. Does Ellie Katar become a sell? Misses yeah, this probably. Week, won't play round yeah. nineteen. Obviously <coughs> has the has the low score from the weekend. He's rolling <coughs> average. He was. He was like a borderline keeper if he cont- if he hit his straps and everything went well. But you would suspect they're a high, not necessarily high answer, but better two RFs. Yeah. So I've got Hosking, for example, who I don't know if he's going to be a long-term play for me with so many options for Penrith. He plays this weekend, but then I think I might still have 15 guys. So it depends on your numbers, obviously. I'm a little bit reluctant to sell Ellie just because I think he's so good and Melbourne will probably round into form as they do. Runs that good line off Hughes. I've got a mind to maybe flip him to Mulatalo because I do want him this weekend. Yep. But maybe I can get someone else to Mulatalo and just hold Ellie because I think he could be pretty handy for the run home. Yeah, Each mm. their own. If your side can cover him, he's fine mm. to hold because it was an, uh, a gash on the eye. So he may only miss this week and be back and come good and play a key role for them on the run home. Yep. So, yeah, I'm a bit the same, mate. P- potentially selling this week, but certainly not a must. Spy, let's get on to round 16 planning. <coughs> First question for you, mate. How many numbers do you have this week? We know that second major buy round, only your top 13 scoring players will count towards your score. Let's have a little look now because this is an updated look. Minus so my I'll, two guys. I'll, you go first. I'll go through my numbers first. And I currently have I have one trade locked in this week. And I won't I won't get to who or where just yet, but after my one trade, I have 13 active players. They're all starters. They're all good scorers. So I'm pretty happy with it. However, there's a couple of blokes in there like Finu and like Phoenix Crossland, Billy Smith, who there could easily be, you know, a 20 or a 30 in there. Let's say a 20 that I'd want to get rid of and, and ideally drop out of my best scoring player. So yep. I would like 14, but the way I'm looking at my side so far, Spy, is as always, stay flexible, over, the, stay fluid over the course of the Supercoach weekend. And if that 15-20 does come about, look to use my second trade. And if it doesn't, yep. as I said, because I'm happy with my, my starting 13, try and save that second trade. We obviously have three trades available this week. Uh, barring shit hitting the fan, I definitely won't be using three. Um, could potentially use a second one. But at the moment, I'm one trade, which will give me 13 decent players. Yeah, so I'm 13 now, plus Sonny Luke. As a 14th, so I'm reasonably happy with that. Mm. Obviously too short of what I was coming into, but that's okay. Got 14 players. Sonny might see some more minutes with a bit of luck. Uh, he's obviously been playing bigger minutes in reserve grade lately, so 
maybe he does say see forty or fifty this week. We don't know, but that could be handy. They're early in the week, I think. So their first game. So we'll know what he scores. Sonny comes out and scores well. Then I've got thirteen to come. I won't really need to do anything. Uh, if Sonny comes out and scores a five, maybe I'll then stay for we'll the and do the something. Trade. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I think fourteen's happy enough given yeah. given a little bit of carnage. Because my my second question is going to be how many players do you need this weekend? Do you want fourteen? Do you want fifteen? You know, you look at your side and, and if you have some battler who's your thirteenth player, let's say Franklin Pele, yeah. when I say battler, I mean someone who can score your five or six super coach yeah. points. That's where you go just wait and see and look to go. The dog is playing the last round, so probably a bad That's example. But if it's an early game, yeah. you have a look at them, reassess. But the way I look at that, if I own, say, Pele, I'll put a line through him. I, I actually do own Pele. Yeah. And he was named on the extended bench anyway. But, yeah, so you know, I think when I talk about locking in a second trade, I'd probably need a player to go sub-20. I think I'd be pretty keen to use another trade. Mm. Sub-25... Would be borderline sub thirty. If that was sort of twenty five to thirty, I'd go. You know what? I'll take my twenty seven and save the trade. Yeah, uh, I agree. Mm. Can't argue, mate. Okay, it's time to a few more questions <coughs> that have come in that revolve around round sixteen planning. Question from Nordo. He has fifteen players. Do I burn one to two trades on Hines and Ponga, or hold the twenty and save the two boosts? So. And he says he has two boosts. So let's take Nico as an example. I think Nico's a good example. Let's say you're sitting with 14 or 15 players. It might be 13, and you're sitting pretty well. You've got a good squad. Yep. Is, is someone like Nico with his upside, would you be willing to burn a trade to not necessarily get an extra player this week? I think I'd just want Nico. Yeah. Yeah. He can do so much damage. So many people will captain him, barring how vice-captains go early in the round. You can just see a response from the Sharkies after last weekend against a Bulldog side that's really young at the moment. They struggled with probably the physicality of times against Para. Pretty close Cronulla, to full strength. Cronulla could go mad if they don't show up. So I think you need Nico. Um, and if we've said it a few times, but if you don't, you just don't watch the game or watch it like this and agreed. See if you can get agreed through. regarding Nico. Let's say yeah. you're an o- there's an owner out there with 14 players, yep. and Nico's one of them. <laughs> And let's maybe use someone like Caelan Ponga as, as the next example, and or every other player is on the table. Would you still be looking to burn a trade or two to bring in someone who you may consider to be a keeper, despite the fact that you're already covered for, you, for this round? Yeah, I'll use – I've got this exact example. So I've got 14 players there now, but I really want Mulatalo. It's mm. a good matchup. He plays around 19, so I don't really want to be waiting and miss out on a potential 140-150 if it was to happen. So, yes, I'm going to look to use one trade this weekend to get Mulatalo in, even if it's for a guy that plays this weekend, just straight, straight swap him. Um, yeah, I'm happy to do it for a guy if he's got the upside that scares you. Not for someone who's going to plot his way to 50 or 60. Yeah. Uh, but if it's the upside factor, happy to do it. And even more so if he plays the round 19 by as well. Because you'll lock in a trade that benefits you in the future, yep. uh, which is good. Whereas KP, for example, whilst I'm not for or against it, I haven't thought of the, about it a whole lot, but he doesn't play the next buy round, so you're using an extra trade to then maybe not benefit you and won't benefit you moving forward. So I'd probably question that a little bit. Mm. I don't think it's wrong to do it. I just think I'd prefer a Mulatalo type who could go bang, bang in 16 and 19 and just hold for the run home. So, yeah, it's yeah. a good question. Agreed, agreed. I, I think if you've got 14, certainly 14 more than 15, I think 15 players, if, if they're 15 relatively decent players, you probably don't rush to trade anyone in, but... <clears throat> 
personal preference, let's say it is Mulitalo and you think the Sharks <coughs> are going to do a number on him. We know he's got a decent ceiling on him before goes to plan, so maybe it's worth it. But yeah, 14 players, I think there's no harm in using a trade on, on a gun. 15 players... Discluding Nico Hines because I agree. I think yep. if you had sixteen, Nico still, you bring Nico in as a season-long keeper. Yep, just locking so him in. Matthews upside. Um, even with like Mulatalo again, for example, and I had fifteen or sixteen players, which I thought I would come mm. in today. I'd still be happy to use one trade to get him in for someone who's already already playing. Yep. So you're not really looking at numbers for the round as opposed to just locking in a gun who could go huge. Oh, uh, I don't hate it. Question from Jay Callahan: Would you consider selling round sixteen players like Schuster, Harrison Edwards, Billy Smith, these blokes with high break evens? He says to help your team in the long run. So guys, again, let's say they're sitting with 13, 14 players already. They're, they're active this week. They may or may not count towards your score. They give you a bit of insurance, but they will drop cash. Your team might be looking all right this week. Could you sell active players this week? Yeah, definitely could. I'd want to keep it. I'd still want to have at least 14 players. Just to cover that playing. one. So early HIA, if someone gets a five or something, yep. then you still got that chance. Maybe to laid get out 40, on 50. Sunday. That's the other one as well. So, yeah, I'm certainly not against it, but just I'd still want 14 players, probably minimum, if yep. you're doing that. For example, it hasn't come to it. And it was all pr- pretty well sorted. But there, there was a time, I think, last week when I was rummaging through my trade plans and whatnot, and it, it may have come to the, the point where... I think I might have even nearly been if Eli Katoa was named and I had like a pretty well full squad on deck, nothing went poorly, that I would have been willing to flip Phoenix Crossland to Nico Hines. And that was with even sort of 13, potentially 14 players. So I'd probably do that with 22 players. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to Just, answer it, that That question, becomes irrelevant yeah, then, yeah. yeah. And again, Nico's possibly the exception to this. But yeah, if your squad's set up well enough and you've got, I, I think what Spice said, as long as you've got 14 players, maybe a bit more question with 13, but... If you're 14, I don't think there's any harm in selling any of those guys who could score pretty poorly. Yep, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, on, on that, I'd hold Schuster this week. I'd hold Billy Smith this week. But Harrison Edwards in particular, he's one that you know, maybe you could cull. The only thing with like, someone like Harrison, right, because I own him, he also covers around 19. He still played 60 minutes on the weekend. He covered, yeah. a bit of, he covered some time at hooker for Reid to have a rest late because there's a blowout. I think he could still be pretty valuable to you potentially, if you, especially if he's playing 60 in the middle. I think you're laughing. I think he's a pretty good player. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think he's been a bit of a down couple of weeks just vice circumstance more than anything for him. So, yeah, don't don't rush him out, but there's an opportunity there to get a gun. I don't hate it. And Spy, just a quick one from Daniel Burgess, a few questions around trades. Uh, and he says, sums it up very well, very quickly, not a one-size-fits-all one answer, but how many trades should we aim to have left post this round 16 by... He says, I have the numbers to save three trades, but there are a couple of guns I wouldn't mind grabbing. So I suppose where's your team at? How many trades left? And are you happy with the amount of trades? Would you ideally have a couple more or less? Where do you where do you sit? 16 in hand at the moment, mate. Ideally, I'd probably have two more, but I'm happy that I had a crack early in the year and did certain things. So that's fine. But 16 at the moment, rather than those people with like 20, for me, man's... I'll tell you exactly what I've written down. This is who I want to get back in ideally. Mm. Don't have to get all of them, but it would be nice. Is Fafita, probably two gun fullbacks for the run home. Yeah. Uh, depending how Buller and these guys go. Yep. Maybe that doesn't end up being needed if Buller's killing it, for example. But two there. Probably want Payne Haas back in. I think I want Munster back in. Harry, maybe someone like Tino. So that's straight away seven guys I'd really like for the run home to be at max capacity. 
which means that takes me You'd down. You'd be scared to, not owning all of those blokes for yeah. that home kind so of thing. So ideally I'd want that. That would Getting those guys in takes me down to nine trades as it stands. Eight once I get Mulatalo because he's my one must for the rest of the buys that I look at. So it leaves me about eight trades. Isn't it a heap? I mean, with depth this year, it's a little bit different. If you've got a full squad where you can cover guys, maybe trades don't become as important over that last five or six weeks. But if carnage happens or... You, you, you're like, yeah. you're then relying a little bit on things going away and just getting a bit of the rub of the green. A little bit of luck Like, there. you know, late in the season, if, if a week like just happened occurs again and there's guns that are out long term... You wouldn't mind a couple up the sleeve just yeah. to cover yourself. Um, like you, you, you're certainly cutting it a little bit fine. So in, co- in comparison, I leading into this round, I have 18... Every chance I end up with 17 trades left after round 16. I'm happy with that. I've got to boost up the sleeve. Uh, on top of what you sort of said, I've held on to Dave Fafida. I've held on to Harry Grant. I now have a combination. Nico Hines will be coming into my team this week. Nico Hines and Mitch Moses, who I'm happy as it stands now to run that combo until Nico, uh, sorry, Nathan Cleary comes back. So, again, there's a few there that I'll want back. Fullback probably being the, the key <coughs> position, running Buller and Teddy there at the moment who are doing a job. But... yep. Yeah, so I'm happy with where, where I'm at. There's not too, too many I need to come back in, but, yeah, like Munster's someone I'll, I'll want post-Origin. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, as I said, 18 prior to this week, likely 17 after it, potentially 16, and I'm pretty comfortable. You're you're running a little bit low. Yeah, like for me, I'll, I'll admit it's getting a little <coughs> yeah. bit tight now, so I've got to be a little bit more cautious than others may need to be. And maybe it means down the line if, if Carnage hits a little bit during or post-Origin... That means I might not be able to get someone like Tino. That's okay. I just would like to have yeah. him. Uh, but blokes like Munster, I think, would be a must. Uh, the blokes that can really kill you. Interestingly, I've still, I still own Cleary. And the more I look at it, I'm just not sure I need to sell him. It's two trades to do it. I mm. definitely don't need the cash. I've got about half a mil in the bank from selling like Dylan Brown and these sorts of fellas for Feeder and Co. It's like, it's like so myself <coughs> running a combination like Torhu Harris and Joe Tarpanay at the front row. Yep. Two blokes <coughs> that... You know, if injuries do hit later on and, and you – it then makes like Payne Haas and Tina Fasua Malawi somewhat luxury trades because you've got Torhu and Tapani there who They're do a already good job. Pretty bloody They're good. rock solid. Ideally, though, you post-origin, you want Payne Haas and Tino. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you're prioritising, say, Latrell Mitchell and Cam Munster and these big ceiling guys – that's probably you have to skip. So if you've got a few trades up to sleep, that's where you can sleep, you can lock them in. That's where it can be such a benefit. And just on Cleary, you've got Mitch Moses there. So I'm Cleary and Hines. You're Mitch and Hines as mm. it speaks. Mitch plays all going well for you round 17 after Origin. He'll then miss 18 and 19. Come round 20, Cleary's hopefully back by yep. then. So it's only one game difference between you and me on that front. And I can obviously play someone else in round 17. So it's like, do I use two trades to get Nath back in and out? Or just not bother. I might just hold in there because I think those two trades could come in pretty valuable. So if you're holding Cleary, just one to consider. And that can be fluid as well. If it gets to a week and you're like, I need to trade him. You can do it. You just do it. But I just don't think it's a must trade, uh, which is yeah. which seems weird. But just given the schedule and how it all works with buyers. Yeah. Uh, interesting one. Yeah. I One thing to note as well, don't <clears throat> want to sort of look too far into the future, but if the Blues do, God forbid, get done in Origin 2 and it becomes a dead rubber in Game 3, I do think Nico slots in at 7 for Game 3 because, like, what have they got to lose? In, the crack, in yeah. which case, Mitch becomes available. So that's why I've kind of got the two to cover each other. Yep. Ah, fair enough. I like those. it. <clears throat> Guys, over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed-rate mortgages are going to expire. Madness. 
That means that for a lot of you out there, you haven't felt the impacts of all the consecutive rate rises that have been dominating the media talk lately, ramped up again last week. Uh, I have spoken with Patty and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or a two in front of it. The average rate is now around 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by $737 per month. It's a lot of extra money to have to find in the budget. Uh, naturally, people are stressing out about it. Very understandable. That's why you do speak to the experts. Patty and George, give them a call. Best thing about it, you'll save $129 on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you do get in contact with them to do so. Flip them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word. Call them on 02-9521-1611. Doesn't matter if you're in New South Wales, Queensland, WA, England, I don't even know, all over the shop. Just give them a buzz. All that, all the information is on the SC Playbook website in any of our articles, emails, all sorts of things. Maybe in Ireland. Ireland. Give a shout out because I love it. No particular Patty reason. Patty George, they, they know all about their Irish rates. So wherever you are, <laughs> yeah, you might be in Ireland with a property in Australia and it may impact you. So in that case, give them a buzz. Yeah, Ripper. Straight from Galway. Spy, hot topics for the week. Number one, most traded in player. Caelan Ponga, 604K break even. 29... Buy, don't buy, he, he looks great. We all knew he was going to. He just need to stay in the field. Well, he's strung a few games together. Uh, looked tremendous on the weekend against Brisbane at Suncorp. What do you reckon? I'm getting more confident by the week just because he's strung mm. some games together. Don't mind it. Um, I think the thing is, right, just having a look at his draw, a lot of us probably have the numbers covered this weekend. Mm. Plays Penrith next week, which is never ideal. You don't want the tacky player versus Penrith if you can avoid it. Then 18, round 18 looks pretty good, doesn't play 19. So if you don't own him, probably be a little bit hesitant if you've already got the numbers covered. Um, on the flip side, he could go quite well this weekend, and I like his round 18 matchup. So two out of the next three weeks I quite like. He's, he's playing some good footy, as we know. And I think the risk, while it's always there with KP, the fact he's strung a few 80-minute performances together just gives you a little bit of... Solace and he might maybe be okay, touch wood. Mm. Yeah, what are your thoughts on KP? No knock on it at all. Mm. I, I'm not looking to do it. I'm happy with uh, with my sort of how my halves are looking at the moment. I've held Cody Walker there. I mean, look, I've got Phoenix Crossland, so he's one that I could easily flip. But the way I see it, I looked at it the same way as you with him on the buy round 19 playing Penrith next week. <clears throat> I've got Crossland there who, as it stands, is an 80 minute hooker for the night to. Is a valuable number for me this week. Mm. So, uh, if, they had the, if they had the Titans next week, I'd be, like, change I'd be like getting yeah, for three Penrith. weeks and see how we get. Penrith hurts. Yeah, yeah. big time. So, uh, I'm not going to fault the buy to anyone, but for myself personally, <clears> uh, I'm going to avoid Caelan Ponga. I think we've, we've both sort of agreed uh, without directly speaking about it. Nico Hines, 789k, second most trade in player, big break even of 126. But 126 is a break that Nico can hit in his sleep. Coming off a really poor week for himself and the club. They're close to full strength, the Sharkies. I, like there's, a, there's a big score potentially in him here. Missed origin, so as it stands, he'll get round 16 and round 19. He'll be on the bye next week for the Sharkies. Do note that, but I see him as <clears throat> close to a must-have. Here's a good question for you on the run. Joey Manu comes out Saturday whenever they play at fullback, mm. scores 105. Then you go, oh, I've locked that in. Do you then take, do you roll it into Nico or do you just take the 105? Because this matchup for Nico, it could be anything. 
what's what's guru. your figure there? What's your figure there? Yeah, what's your um, figure there on Manu? If he's your vice captain, what does he have to score? It's hard because if you asked me two weeks ago before the Nathan Cleary debacle when Cody got 100 yep. and I didn't lose, <laughs> You'd be more I would have said, no, I wouldn't take 105, not a chance, even in a free week with Nico's matchup. Yep. But having now, been burnt just before then, I'm like, I, off the back of that, probably I'd be looking at maybe 115 comes to mind. Anything yep. higher, free loop, I'd be taking. Anywhere between that 100 to 110 becomes a r- the, r- the grey area. Awkward. I'm yeah. not taking anything less. Yep. 115, <clears> I'd lock in. 100 to 115, grey area. You? Yeah, I think I completely agree. Mm. 105 would be the worst score to get because yep. I wouldn't know what and to do. And I'm do. almost certain Nani lands smack bang on 105 because it happens every time. It's never easy. Yep, 100%. But uh, I, I get the feeling if he's below 110, I'm probably going to roll Nico because I just think Cronulla are, are set this week. But mm. we'll see. Maybe their confidence took a whack and they won't recover. We'll see. I'll throw another one at you. Let's say your halves are Jerome Hughes, Jerome Hughes and Matt Burton. You've got two good halves there. Would you get Nico in for one of them? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, still, I'd, I'd probably get him in for oh, – he's got a ton last week. I still have a sick feeling in my gut, Nico, from, from not owning that first game back. I'm just like oh. – I just never want to watch him like that again. I oh, know. That's why I held him for his awesome 43 on Sunday. It's good. Uh, okay, let's go to <laughs> the number seven most trading players that stands. Jerome Hughes, 650-odd K. That's not right. 591K. Break even, 32. A little bit frustrating because I wanted to bring him in within the last two weeks and... Just the way things played out with, again, there's been so much uncertainty around players and then last weekend players out and uncertainty around origin selections. Didn't do it. Uh, and I'm not gutted by it. And I was actually, if anyone did sort of follow the advice and go with Jerome Hughes, tunned up, quite a big one, looked terrific. <clears throat> I don't I don't say look back because he hadn't been poor to start the season, just a little bit below his standards. Uh, is he still a buy with a break-even of 32? And it was really good against the Sharkies. Definitely an option. Um the way I look at that is the Tigers probably weren't great on the weekend, the Tigers. They can never beat the Titans, but they've been defending all right of late. He loses Munster and Harry. Tigers yeah. lose Brooks and Appy. Like Brooks The pack is still pretty well the there. Pack's still Bateman, Papa Leahy, these sort of guys. No Stefano. Guess who got um, named? You'll never guess it. Who? The bloke got named 5'8 for the Tigers. I expect changes. Stafford. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's actually a gun. Watch out. At 5'8". There's, there's, no, there's no one left. He played at the back end of last Will week. Will Smith's on the extended bench. Is he? Yeah, he played at the back end of last week <laughs> and he was by far their best player. Oh, I couldn't believe how at good five his eight. touch was. I couldn't believe how good his touch was. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get one crack. Yeah. But he's had no prep there. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So he's a skillful bugger. They're just... I feel like they're going to be so rudderless. Anyway, Dane Laurie's out yeah. in lower grades. There's a bit going on. They've got no one left. So, yeah. I think uh, Jerome Hughes remains a solid buy. The issue is that if you don't own Nico, even at 200k more and the break-evens, <coughs> Nico is still the priority for me. I would find the, the money to still get him. purchase, yeah. And secondly, I'm going to jump ahead to most traded out, number seven, Mitch Moses. 815k, break-even 83. Obviously picked for origin. Short back up on the Saturday from Origin 2, but Para without a half with Brown out. I mean, Ryan Madsen was named there this week. They want him there if they can. 
If he can do it. They need him. Yeah. So I think he'll back <laughs> up and play the Dolphins. It's a great matchup all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't think Mitch Moses is a sell. I, I guess... I wouldn't sell him until after that game. I don't think. Okay. I, I wouldn't. To, I would to to Nico. Uh, I was going to say. I'll no throw else. another curly yeah. one. Let's say you, you've got a half of <coughs> Hughes and Birdo, like one of them Hughes or Birdo, and then your other half is Mitch Moses. In that instance, would you flick him to Nico and run that with either the other two? <laughs> um, you probably do. Probably, you probably do. Yeah. It's My a, gut says that this is purely gut feel. Mm. Not convinced Jerome's going to have the. Craziest end to the year, especially over the short period with players out. I this mean, he way. hasn't been crazy. He was averaging yeah. fifty-five before the Penrith weekend. coming out. They had an Amy Park special Sunday. Arvo Sharks didn't turn up. Uh, they got Manly at Amy Park around seven a.m. Which is not a bad one. They don't play many more at Amy Park. One, two, two. It's not good for Melbourne. Three more games at Amy Park to end the season, which mm. is their their stronghold. That's yep. where you get excited about Melbourne. So, I'm not super convinced on Jerome. I think he'd be a solid buy for you. But Nico way in front, and I don't mind holding Mitch uh, for that round 17 clash and then reassessing after that. Yeah. Yep, fair play. Um, mate, number five, Billy Smith, 386K. I don't spend much time on this because it's probably maybe more of a head-to-head move for people who don't need him and, and have flipped him on because he was a laid out on the weekend against Penrith. Uh, overall players, don't sell him. He's a valuable number this week. Decent matchup against Newcastle who were pretty leaky and... You know, if he, he could hit 80 or something, be a valuable number. 70 odd coming in, in coming. If he scores week. his 30 that he has done the last couple of weeks, sell him next week. <clears throat> so, I think for a good game. Yeah. If you're head to head player and you're not playing this week and you don't need him, I'd still nearly hold him, to be honest, but I understand it more so. Jeremy Marshall King, 620K, break even 97, injured on the weekend. They do have to buy the Dolphins this week. Do you think James K's a sell in a, a tough hooker position? No. Uh, plays around 19 back mm. next week. I'd be holding. Uh, the week off will do him wonders. Yeah. Uh, obviously a bit of concern. He can redo it like he did aggravate on the weekend. But I think, again, I'd hold him through Once at least again. round Once 17. Again, like, who do you go to? There, It's not a lot of great He's been workers. awesome. Only yeah. that shoulder slated up. That's yeah. it. So. Uh, number 11, most so- traded out. This one surprised <clears throat> me. Alex Johnston. 645K, break even 77. Bunnies have the bye this week, but they play around 19. The fact that Cody Walker has missed origin, as it stands, great news for AJ. Handy. The reality is that, and while they will be missing them around 19, no Latrell on the weekend, no Cody Walker. That 2080 score was not surprising at all. It was like he was never going to get the quality ball. Cody, uh, Trell, they create this space. They put on a platter for him. He scores his tries. He didn't... Like, he had Dean Hawkins on his edge. With no disrespect to Dean Hawkins, Dean Hawkins isn't Latrell or Cody yeah. Walker. Hard to replace Latrell or Cody. Also, he nearly had two or three again. Yeah. Did you see the one where Isaiah Tass double pumped him and went himself and he crashed over through someone? Yeah. I couldn't, a, I couldn't believe he didn't pass Mind it. Blind. He would have got ridiculed, something chronic. And he did score, but that's 30 points any other day. Like 99 out of 100, that's another 30. He scores his 58 points. Yeah, beauty, without his best players. So no go on selling AJ? I definitely hold him. Yeah, I didn't oh. understand it either. Him and Cody. Overall, head-to-head, anyone just don't get it. doesn't even need Latrell now. It's just Cody. Maxie Bryden, who was on our, I believe, round 13 podcast, head-to-head specialist, legend of a fella, switched on bloke. Uh, he's going to do an article for the SC Playbook website this week. Couldn't get him on this week, uh, the podcast. Busy man, new father. 
um, head-to-head focused article on the blokes that it holds and trades and sells and that sort of thing from a head-to-head perspective. So that will be coming out and will be a valuable read. What a legend, Maxi! Just bought, well, man, Maxi hosting in a few weeks. Champion. The SC Playbook Podcast, guys, has partnered with Better Art this season, producing markets of our own. There is no market this week. As I said, busy couple of days, so we don't have one up. I haven't had time to whip it together just yet. Keep an eye out for them each and every week, though, going forward. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Spy. You're around 16 trades and skippers. Talk to me. <coughs> trades at the moment, nothing. But I do want Mulatalo. So I just got to have a little look at as the weekend goes on as how that actually unfolds. As I said, I'm pretty reluctant to sell Eli Katoa. So I'll just have a look at who else would go to Mulatalo. Maybe someone like Hosking, who I'm probably going to sell mm. next weekend anyway. Um, that is still give me 14 players. I just have a feeling about the Sharks and Mulatalo this week. And there's nothing worse than not backing your gut in and just saving that trade and he scores 120. It would kill me. So I'll find a way to get Mulatalo in. VC, Joey Manu, 1 million percent. And skipper, Nico Hines, 1 million percent. Yeah. Pending Manu. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to look too far past. I think of VC, Joey Manu, Nico Hines, captains here. And I were doing the same with my skippers. As it stands, for, for once in a lifetime, that trade just worked out financially. Eli Katoa out. Nico Hines in via Josh Schuster to two RF, finished crossing down to five eight. Did it with six k to spare. One you trade. Beauty. Thank God. Every time I've done that this season, it's, I've missed out by like negative a hundred dollars. Like, oh. and then that leaves about six hours of, of a Friday or a get Thursday you some life back. I know, just one bloody Nico and he's forty three at the worst <clears> time. So. <laughs> I'd look, I would like to get Ronaldo Molitalo in. I'm like you, Spire. I see upside in him. I think he's a great fourth, sort of fifth CTW option for the run home. Covers two major buy rounds. Tempted to get him in, but as it stands, I think I'll avoid it. If I don't, let's say a player has a really low score this week and I do decide to use another trade. Couple I potentially eye off. There's maybe finding a way to Molitalo. I do have two RFs or like even a Crossland or someone via jewels that I can get in. Molitalo, if I need a cheaper option, I wouldn't flock to him, but Jacob Caraz, don't love him. We'll, we'll get to him a bit more. There's a question, we'll get to him now, but he had something like 17 runs again on the weekend. Hasn't been the same as he was earlier on this season, but for a bloke who has big work rate, the doggies hope for a couple of middles coming back soon. Plays 16 and 19, just at his price. I don't mind him as you've a nice pick up for the run home. Yeah. You just hold him. He does miss next week, I believe, yeah. round seven. He does. So just be wary of that if you're getting him. Um, but yeah, he's sort of, I was so big on him pre injury, but I'm always wary of people come back from injuries and how they're looking. Mm. Hasn't quite hit his straps yet, but he's not playing poorly either. I think no. the Bulldogs are in just a little bit of a tough spot at the moment with a lot of young blokes on their, on their roster all playing together. So it's just a bit of hard work in terms of territory and getting space and whatnot. So. Just see how they go. If they can turn it around to a degree, he'll be on the end of things. But he's nice to own because he just locks in that 40, 50. Just most pretty weeks. safe. And we know yeah. if he can get back to full fitness or the doggies, whatever, whatever has dropped off from earlier on in the season, uh, pretty safe go at, yeah. at the price. Oh, great buy at the price. Absolutely. Spy, question from Sassy. What are we doing with Dylan Brown if we held uh, through the first week that he missed? Uh, I was going to say definitely sell him, but what are you caught in a couple of weeks? 
I believe he's, mm. isn't he guaranteed to miss like two more games? Yeah, so I mean, in the perfect world. Um, but then has the buy round 18, so he'd miss 16, 17, 18, back round 19. Yep. Could be that for 19. It's a long time for a bloke that might not play in this season. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So. If, if you can go Brown to someone decent, I'd mm. just do it. Um, in saying that, if you're going to go Brown to someone not amazing, then I'd be mm. maybe happy to hold. But we've seen, I mean, not an expert, <laughs> all but court cases don't tend to get resolved really quickly yep. in Australia, it seems. So I'd be, you'd be... Maybe it seems unlikely. I think he's a sell. Yeah, happy, to, he's a sell. happy to sell him. A lot of money on your bench. Do it for the right person, though. Yeah, flip him. Question from uh, Mike Roki, who just week in, week out, knows how to drop a banger of a question. How about this for a name that's completely flown under the radar? Taniela Paseca, four 60-plus scores in a row. Taught me out of Pele to him. Obviously, Manly playing this weekend. They missed 19. Uh, but yeah, 64, 64, 68, 64, averaging about 55 minutes in that time, basing similar about 50 to 55. He's now 588k. Good numbers. That is good numbers. <coughs> um, I wonder how Jake's impending return, whenever impacts that happens, minutes. impacts him. But for now, he looks a pretty decent buy. If you want to plug him in, mm. yeah. I mean, if you don't Pele to him, in yeah. My favourite, oh, so satisfying getting rid of Deadwood in your team that's just sitting there doing nothing yeah. like Pele. So, you know, Pele to Fino, a bit of a pod play. They're, not that he scores or assists a lot, but there is a bit of attacking upside in him because he's such an Adonis. So, mm. yeah, I don't think it's too bad to play. Don't know. Just quietly, I've actually got $408,000 spare, and I've got Sonny Luke there. So, I could potentially go Luke to someone, but yeah, just wonder. Wonder Ponder. Luke, I'm going to get Harry back next week. Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, Phoenix. Buy Jules. <coughs> Surely I can't afford Phoenix after his run. <laughs> yeah, it'll be 800k after this week. Uh, question from... I mean, here's one for you, Spy. And we did chat about <coughs> him, but Taylor Goodall. Would you trade Sonny Luke to Jake Simpkin? My worry for Simpkin is he'll hit a ceiling of 400k and be hard to trade back out. Now, you have spoken a little bit, a bit about him, but Sonny Luke to Jake Simpkin... No, I don't love it for reasons stated before. Mm. If we knew, if Jake had the hooker spot for the rest of the year and Appy was out, sure. But I think with Appy due back at some stage, not hugely keen on it. Test your depth, two trades to get him in and out, probably not. Question from Tommy. Is Dom Young a pod play? So Dom is at 564k, break even of negative five, scored a Michael Dublé on the weekend, 111 points. Certainly a pod play. We know there's upside in him. Top score of 148 this season. Any love for... Checking his runs. Not a huge work rate, but not horrible. Basing 21 this season, so quite poor. But loves the tackle bust and those sort of things. Gee, he can find space. He gets a sniff and scores, basically. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, look at his his recent scores. He's having 62. 111, 79, a low of 18 against the Sharkies. 63, 63, 52, 26. That was against Penrith. Put a line through every attack against Penrith, essentially. Yep. 59, 148. Hard to knock. Hard to knock for a bloke with upside. Nine in round one. That, that sums up Dom. Like, he's got lows yeah. in him, but I do think there's more good than bad in him. I don't hate it as a little pod. Yeah. Round yeah. 16, Smokey. Yeah. Longer playing. I don't hate he's it. Pretty cheap. Got that negative break him. So, worst case, he makes you good money. He's in a buy and number, so... I mean, the same. I don't mind. Look, I'm, I'm not doing it, but with an egg five break-even, there's good money incoming, worst-case scenario. Yeah, just make sure you don't have to play him next week against Penrith, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, mate, we're going to wrap that up for the SC Playbook <laughs> podcast for NRL Supercoach round 16. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Quick shout out to the boys at the Forestville RSL last Friday, Arvo. We, uh, I was walking through with the young fella and I heard, Spy! And I turned around all <laughs> excited. And we yarned Supercoach, boys from the local. So it was good to see him. We'll do it again soon. Wasn't it a, a good sort for a change? Mm, oh, not this time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and good luck in NRL Supercoach round 16. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.